0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com.
2: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn.
3: Hey, hey, hey. This is uh, Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Welcome. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's number 43 in the Good Beer Seal in New York City. Hey, it's uh, January 24th, 2017. I'm a little distracted because we have such a great bunch of guests here in the studio. Um, first of all, we got the boys from KCBC, Kings County Brewers Collective. Everybody, yeah. say your names, please.
4: Hey, Tony Bellis. Pete Langell. And Zach King.
3: And our, our good buddy, Katerina Martinez, soon to open lineup brewing. How are you, Katarina? Wonderful. How are you? And the guy who's the glue of the show, Dave, introduce yourself.
5: Hi, I'm Dave from Arcane Distilling.
3: And he's been making doing some special projects, distilling beer from some of these breweries and, uh, in New York City.
5: so Including the guys in the room.
3: It's great to have you guys on. You know, and First Beer Sessions Radio is brought to you by Union Beer Distributors, supplier of world-class ales and lagers. You know, I think I had you guys on uh, two years ago, uh, Tony... And Pete and Zach, just when you guys were starting out, but like you know, two years later, just give us a quick summary of, of where Casey KC, bc's at. Your tasting room's open, it's in Brooklyn, the Jefferson stop on the L train. We were just there before Christmas. Who wants to give us a kind of a you know quick summary of where you guys are at right
6: now? We'll dive in with that, Zach here. Yeah, it's um, it's been a whirlwind. Uh, uh, but it's going really great. Um, we. um <laughs> we are um functioning and brewing and selling and brewing more beer um honestly it's been going really well the response has been really positive with our beers um we're on batch number 35 right now i think give or take um yeah you know um it's been um it's been really fun it's been really hard uh just balancing the taproom managing that business um the the distribution and sales and then also obviously the production but uh with three of us together working together i think it's been pretty fun you know
3: i know i'm really proud of you guys i know you self-distribute you deliver regularly to jimmy's number 43 and oh, what yeah. are some other uh, new york city bars that you guys are distributing to regularly
6: we're in a bunch, man. I mean, you know, in this neighborhood, um, you know, we're literally uh, it, or in this in this literal uh, building we're in. Roberta's, where we are right now. Um, they've got our, uh, our Robot Fish IPA on tap pretty regularly. Um, Pine Box Rock Shop also in the hood. The Rookery. Um, the Well. A um, lot of places in Manhattan as well. Um, you know, the Ginger Man. Uh, beer Culture. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're even up in Queens, Long Island City. Alewife. Wife. Um, you know, Milk and Hops, Astoria Beer and Cheese, and places like that. So, you know, anywhere where there's really good beer, if they don't have our beer, tell them they should buy our beer. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously.
3: Well, we, we went to the tap room right before Christmas. It was cool. We had a show. And I went over there with um, Tony Ford from Mail Street News, and Hillary, our NYU grad student, went over. And it was the New York City Homebrewers Guild Party. you know. So there's a lot going on between having a brewery and a tasting room. But like, let's talk, I want to talk about beer styles with you guys, because I feel like a lot of the new breweries in New York City um, are kind of establishing certain styles for themselves. Like you've had the Robo, Robot Fish <laughs> IPA here mm-hmm. on it, Roberta's a lot. But for me personally, I, and, and some of my staff, Uh, Many of my staff live near you Mm -hmm. out in Jefferson Stop and they'll train or they're working at Jimmy's number 43. This summer they all talked about the Stoop Sale Kolsch. Oh, yeah. Um, There was a a recent pillage you had that I went nuts for.
7: Which one was that? Was that the Strap Hanger or the Janiac? Uh, the, the Janiac. The Janiac, Janiac
6: Maniac. Maniac, yeah. That one's named after our landlord, and uh, it's just it's just a hoppy German-style Pilsner. It's really and tasty.
3: W- one day I was with Aaron over at uh, The Well, and I tasted the Janiac Maniac Pils, and, and now you guys have the Strap Hanger out, the rice lager. Um, let's talk about those styles. So as you guys, as brewers, I know you're making more than one style, but it, it seems that you know people are recognizing your kolsches and Pils and lagers. Um, <clears throat> what's behind that and let's talk about if you have a philosophy of your beers or if just that i'm getting lucky trying
7: (laughs) well we want variety first and foremost and there's three of us brewing so we're bringing that to bear um and lagers is kind of still unique in the craft brewing movement and we're definitely doing a lot of those uh sour beers hoppy beers classical
6: styles we're all over the place so but yeah, the loggers have been fun. I mean, you know, it is it, they take longer. The you know really, uh, you really you really got to be anal about all of your sanitation and all of your your precision in brewing, which Pete, as our kind of lab production expert, is is really kind of the king of that. And um, this strap hanger, it, it's kind of a cool experiment. We hadn't done a flaked rice lager before, but Pete was like, let's try it. And you know, it's got about twenty twenty-two percent flaked rice, give or take, um, in the mash. Otherwise, it's just pilsner malt. Um, about 35 IBUs worth of Hallertau hops, so it does have a lot more bitterness than your average sort of light adjunct lager. But it's just crisp and, and 4
7: per, 4.8% uh, ABV, highly carbonated, super crushable. And Pete, yeah. the,
3: the last time you were on, we had uh, Sebastian Zauer. We were talking about, you know, the vote, the Laws in Germany. Oh, and yeah. oh, yeah. You can break them, but a great American beer. There's American beers being made with rice and corn. Yeah. Who wants to talk about that as an important part of uh, American brewing?
4: I mean, you know, that was part of brewing culture. And I think there was a little bit of a, you know, somewhat of a backlash, you know, in the early craft beer days of, you know, focusing on, you know, all malt beers. But, you know, using things like rice and corn and other adjuncts, you know, historically were part of, you know, traditional brewing methods. And, you know, we like that. I mean, you know, 90 95 percent of our beers are all malt beers and you know we're not using things like rice and corn but this is a cool experiment we love it we you know like like you're talking about your staff liking it we're brewing this kind of stuff and especially like we we love drinking lagers they're nice you know you know it's it's a shift beer you know it's what you can drink a couple of while you're working at the end of the day um
6: yeah this is kind of an anti-ipa you know it's like it really is like the opposite you know i mean you know there's nothing against ipas we love them they're they're awesome uh we we have four or five of them (laughs) on tap in
4: our tap room right now but sometimes
6: you just want not a hop bomb you just want a crisp light Easy, crushable beer. So,
4: this is
3: the KCBC, the strap hanger rice. Pete wants to say
6: something. I oh, was just going to
7: say you can't listen to heavy metal all day long. Well, you can. But sometimes <laughs> oh, you want a little.
2: You
6: can.
3: <laughs> if, you're Tony,
7: <laughs> if
6: you're Tony, if you Tony, you can.
3: Our buddy Ethan's Maybe you out can. there. Uh, take it back. <laughs> he's logging in at Beer Sessions Radio for Untapped, We're trying to keep track of all the beers. Let's mention a couple others to get them on Untapped. So, the Stoop Sale Coleshop. Oh, uh, uh, what Nico, else do we Nico have? Nico Cremitas, uh, wrap up of the mm-hmm. year of beers. Um, I picked. The sale Colch. Oh Stoop
6: Sale Colch, yeah that one came What's out.
3: What's the backstory in that? Back backstory in that was kind of fun actually.
6: We we um we started out uh one of the things that um Nestor started uh like last year was the New York City Pro Am. And so Bitter Nestor's a homebrew shop here in the city and they're all awesome Shout out to Bitter Nestor. Yeah, John and Doug. What what um so uh Wait, do the way that
4: that th- again, please? <laughs>
6: Shout out to Bitter Nesters.
4: And then someone said
6: what what? <laughs> John and Doug, my boys. John and Doug, yes. <laughs> uh, so the uh, so the, the what they do is they pair up homebrewers with uh, professional breweries in New York City, and you know the home brewers and, and the breweries get together and, and come up with a recipe, and you know uh, come up with something new. And so we were working with um, with Phil Clark, longtime homebrewer, brewer, um, you know from you know Bronx, uh, Westchester, you know, and uh, he was talking about he does a lot of meads and stuff with honey, and so. We had some we had this idea of doing a honey colch and um, you know, kind of on a whim, um, we split the batch up and one of the batches I dry hopped it pretty heavily with some New Zealand hops called wa'iti, which have kind of a lime citrus note added that that version to me came out awesome so we decided to scale that up and that was basically what Stoop Sale was so hmm. pretty tasty. That's great man
3: So keep an eye out for that yeah. When's that batch going to come out again? In the spring? I might, you
6: might see that coming around in the summer or something Yeah, spring, summer or something like yeah. that I feel like it's a good cold season, you know it's Let's jump
3: around And Katarina, uh, welcome to the show I think it's your first time on air Beer Sessions Radio It is And we Yay! know you as a Yeah, what's up, Lineup A long time Award winning home brewer <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're soon to open Lineup Brewing Correct And it's very soon coming um, yes. What do you, What's your take on these guys? Because it seems like you know. First, you guys, I know careful, you, you guys careful. all came <laughs> up through the, uh, the home brewer world. <laughs> and I think you've all, uh, what else?
8: They're like They're like really they're scared all friends. about what I'm going to say right now. You can tell
3: they're all friends. Uh,
8: I mean, they, they get me drunk very often because I just kind of live there in their tab room. So um, in general, though, they you know, they were homebrewers first. And they um, they know so much about beer. And as I've gone through this process, they've uh, helped me a ton with all of that. So anyway time I have a question about Uh, you know, anything from the actual process to uh, how are you guys billing people? You know, like things like that, (laughs) they know. So it's like our marketing or like shirts. So there's just so many different pieces and um, it's awesome to have them. Like they are able to help me along the way. While we
3: wait for you to get fully licensed, we hope hope we'll have your beer for New York city beer week, correct? which is coming up (laughs) February, like 24th to March 5th. Right. But so let's, you're here. You're going to ask questions. You're kind of our, (laughs) beer expert (laughs) they're all beer experts that's the thing about this group uh
8: yeah i mean saying that in this group is like (coughs) is definitely a compliment (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) these guys are are great obviously it's kind of neat
3: it's like it's like the beer experts are also now making beer which is kind of great so cheers to the beer beer experts. and one more special guest so dave you're on the other side You're, you're a distiller and you've been doing some cool projects with the breweries. Just so a quick overview of what you've been doing, which breweries you've worked with.
5: Um, so I, uh, I run Arcane Distilling, and um, I specialize in making beer whiskey. Uh, so I run a little program called Lone Wolf, and Lone Wolf Lone specializes Wolf. in taking Lone Wolf. the. It <laughs> specializes in taking beer, fully finished beer, Lone Wolf. and turning it into whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> So I've I've worked with these guys a couple times, um, but I mean I've I've worked with Strong Rope, I've worked with uh, Indeborough, I've worked with uh, Other Half. I mean I've I've really. Now
3: that's where I met you last. I was picking up some beer at Strong Rope. Oh yeah. And you were there with your with your beer, and then when I was at KZBC for the holiday mm-hmm. party, mm-hmm. you were there too. So how, how did this start up? I mean you, you you go in, you would take a batch of beer, and distill it.
5: Uh, yeah, so, um, I mean, as any good Why? brewer will tell you. Yeah, as any good, I was just, I was getting there, geez. Uh, as any good brewer will tell you, I mean, uh, beer is super delicate. I mean, it oxidizes quickly, it breaks down over time. You, like, you don't want to store your hoppy beers warm. Uh, we're looking at you, Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, um, what I wanted to do was was make a process that prevented any of the degradation of these, these beer flavors and then concentrated into a whiskey. So I wound up making not just a whiskey, but a beer whiskey. Um, and the only way to do that is using vacuum distillation. So I'm actually able to distill at pretty much room temperature. Uh, so when you're drinking a beer, it doesn't really you know, spontaneously turn into crap. Uh, but if you were to boil it, you probably wouldn't want to drink it anymore. And I wouldn't want to make whiskey <laughs> out of that.
3: And we're going to taste one of your uh, KCBC. There it is. <laughs> Distill it soon. Oh, this is yeah. the David Soundtrack. Oh, yeah. yeah. A couple of questions for you guys. So setting the stage for the show is our first segment here. Um, so Pete, Tony, and and Zach, originally the, the Kings County, I hate to bring it but Kings County Brewers <laughs> Collective was actually like a loose collective of yeah. homebrewers. And you guys aspired to do something
6: it's gonna be more like an incubator initially and that was kind of the i mean tony can talk about it a little bit more i think he was there from the very 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 beginning of this sort of germ idea you know um, pete, and I both. pete was there too yeah
3: yeah just tell us a little background on that because i also a number of, of those guys are also have their own breweries now
4: too. yeah i mean pete and i i mean pete and i met drinking homebrew at a concert and then met you know start talking with other brewers and the you know beer scene homebrew scene in new york city um thrown around this idea of you know this kind of incubator nano brewery kind of thing and um ran into pete again a couple of years later you know long story were short, some
3: of the guys that, that were part of that collect- long story
4: short so yeah like jason saylor jason who's saylor doing is strong, strong rope right? um and there was two other guys who aren't brewing professionally but i bet will be not living in state anymore um so it was, you know initially it was like five people and we had this idea and started kind of hashing through and doing some meetings and putting together this business plan and um quickly into it we we sort of you know, as you start realizing like the the, the economics of starting a brewery, um, realize that like that's oh, going to be really hard to do, you know, on a small scale with five people. I mean, I think that was the 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 gist of where we kind of hit that that wall. And what, of, what if
3: each person had their own
4: brand, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I think we you know kind of came to some you know general consensus of like, uh, this might need to work a little differently. And Pete and I definitely clicked on the. The idea of you know, and Pete having already gone to brewing school, and I was I, I was just registering to go to uh, the American Brewers Guild Brewing School for their brewing science program. You know, I think had kind of gone through some of the exercises of you know putting together a business plan and you know, what's the average size brewery that people open up. And we kind of clicked on the idea of we need to make a little bigger brewery, you know? Um, so it was that's, originally
3: like a homebrewers utopia.
4: Yeah. And then, and then quickly realized that like, you know, the, 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 the challenge of that is just, you know, juggling multiple brands and having multiple people in multiple, um, you know, yeah, And what
3: of, if someone's beer sucks, you know? So, <laughs> right. so yeah, I hate to say that, but yeah,
4: so we had those yeah. conversations. So long story short, we decided, um, Let's let's do something bigger, more focused on the the collective brand of Kings County Brewers Collective as a brand, and focus. You know, the the differentiator is that it's it's different people brewing and showcasing their you know unique brewing talents and their you know brewing style. And yeah, I mean, and thank God a,
6: these guys you know kind of came to that realization because honestly you know like like the you know. I, I was um, I was sort of peripherally involved in looking at trying to do a brew pub on my own separately, and that had fallen through. And, you know, um, being able to work with both Tony and Pete, who have, have this, you know, professional experience, and, and, you know, came to the realization that to do it on a certain scale, you know, is really economically the best way to do it. In a city like New York, where you're paying these, you know, crazy rents, and, you know, you just got to make ends meet, you know, and, and try and make a living out of it, so...
3: That's great. Hey, you know what? We're enjoying this uh, KCBC Strap Hanger Rice Lager. Boom. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right.
6: know. Right yeah.
1: In 1996, L. Knife & Son acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn, but has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry.
3: Hey, hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, what a group we have. Casey, BC, King's Woo! County Brewers Collective, yeah, Great New Brewery, and uh, Jeff- Jefferson t- Stop, El uh, Train, Bushwick. Bushwick. Is yeah. that what you call it? It's like Jefferson Town or something?
6: No, we're not going to uh, call it. No, that. we're not calling it. No, we're no, just no. calling it Bushwick. Bushwick. Yeah. It's just. it's just. <laughs> That's what the real well, thing is. I really dug, call. like, a lot of
3: times I come out here and there's certain beers I drink, but I just drank your Strap Hanger Rice Lager. I just reset. I say this a lot. Reset my palate. Mm, nice. Now that's all I want to drink.
7: Yeah. Do, yeah.
3: How do you do that as a brewer? How do you make someone like addicted to your beer, Pete? Because you've been doing yeah,
6: drugs mostly. <laughs> just put some drugs. In. Just just add a little drug. You know, it it really Good does come alcohol. down. To, you know, balance is critical. You know, and again, I mean, I think when it comes to recipe formulation, you know, we we try to we try to give each other some flexibility at KCBC and and like let each other do our own things, but we also. You know, uh, help each other out and learn from each other. I think, and we're able to try so many different beers in a short period of time, and we've cranked out a lot of beer in a short, you know, in the first four and a half months. But there must be like
3: some kind of house style, because, like, for example, going back like ten, eleven years. Remember when Six Point first started? Mm-hmm. All their beers had a certain. It's like if I drank Six Point, oh. like my palate worked, and then I couldn't mm-hmm. drink something else. And then when Barrier started out in on Long Island, the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, my palate would adjust to Barrier, and that's all I wanted. And I feel like certain breweries have that. I don't. I don't know what you call that.
7: House character. We're House actually character. trying to avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> um,
6: <laughs> but are you, yeah, being I
7: mean, being three of us. Uh, it, well, maybe eventually it will go that way, but I, I think for now we're trying to avoid it and explore what the three of us can put out there. And we're using different yeasts, we're using different malts, we're we're using different techniques. So for now, we don't. So have you it call house it care. house
3: character. Yeah. So what, what would that be? That would be like certain yeast or.
7: I think mostly the yeast probably and technique. And maybe base malt
4: yeah it's, it's, it's hard it 's hard for a small brewery or any brewery, especially yeast to juggle uh, the number of yeast strains in your brewery and like you know right now <laughs> we 're juggling four different yeast strains in a brewery with seven fermenters, and that 's really challenging and I, you know i don 't think there's a lot of breweries on average that do that, like most breweries will have an ale strain and a lager strain if they're doing lagers Mm -hmm. and if they're you know just doing ales they may have
6: an ale and a belgian you know something more funky um,
4: you know and it's costing us a little bit more we're you know more probably more often than you know we're, we're buying new fresh pitches of new styles of yeast more often and or just new pitches of yeast and that's expensive but I think that's you know I think from day one that was one of our real conversations you know you know even Pete and I Going back four years about that house character, I I hear Pete saying house character. It's like in my head, and it's no, it is. It's um, but it house character, house character, house character, um, character. and my um, yeah. <laughs> and I think we, the I wolf. think the three of us for the most part, kind of we go away. We we talk generally about like, hey, you want to make a paleo recipe? Okay, cool, go do it, and then come back and usually just kind of throw a recipe at the team and say, what do you think of this? And you know, and you you know, sometimes everybody's like, yeah, let's do it. And sometimes somebody's like. Sometimes
6: people will be like Zach, you really want to put you know forty percent flaked malt in in the mash? Maybe that's a little too much, you know.
4: Because I'm gonna because <laughs> I'm
6: brewing it, um,
4: you know. So I think you know we, we definitely collaborate on a lot of stuff. Just in, and I think I I already just you know find myself growing just you know getting their influences on brewing. I think we're all doing that, but also I think sort of I don't, don't want to say isolating ourselves, but I think it's it's nice sort of be able to brew what you want and not not you know be like well we can only buy these you know these malts where we are not limiting ourselves to anything so
6: it's hard to pin down that 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 thing i think that you're talking about though, jimmy i I don't know you know i mean what is it that makes really good beer just (coughs) really drinkable you know again taste is so subjective there's so many different elements going into beers the carbonation it's the balance it's the bitterness it's the malt it's the yeast it's the aroma it's what temperature you're in right now all these things you know i don't know i'm i'm, I'm just excited to hear that someone thinks our, our beer has like a, that kind of hook you know that's that's pretty awesome you know
3: no that's great man cheers to you guys and the, yep. the new beer we're drinking now who uh, wants to introduce uh
6: this is dangerous precedent um <laughs> it's an ipa um it is uh, um, <clears throat> hopped with mosaic, azaka, and cascade hops. So you got a little of that old school cascade, but also some of that new school, you know, the mosaic in particular. Juicy. Uh, it's leans it tropical. Um, it's got... Uh, it's fermented with Vermont ale yeast, um, so it's got some of those extra peachy esters there, I think, on the nose. Um, you know, it's got enough bitterness to keep it from being a total juice bomb, but it, you know, it... We thought it would make a really good beer whiskey, so... Uh, we handed off um, uh, a little bit of this beer to to Dave uh, to distill, um, which oh he's pouring this yeah, right now. So, I'm so excited. That's what I'm, I want to know more about. So how does that process like,
3: oh. work, guys? So Dave, you know you're like you've been to how many different breweries in New York City and
5: distilled beers? I, I think at this point it's how many have I not been to? Uh, um, Usually it's late at night. There's like a, <laughs> a, a I mean dark I, car I, with the lights off. We throw the keg out. I mean, I, 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 it's, it's also, it's. Uh, I've done so many different styles. Um, I've done a lot of IPAs, uh, but I've also done a lot of like stouts and some really creepy stuff like sour beers. Like you, you don't throw a sour beer into a traditional still. That's just a recipe for a disaster. But using the vacuum still, I'm actually able to leave all the acid untouched in the the boiler. And actually, so let's, let's step back. Off.
3: Let's just say, like a old school whiskey in Scotland. You know, I know that they brew these kind of basic beers. Yeah, that they would dis- distill. Sure. You know, tell us what that process is, and, and how what you're doing is different.
5: Well, I mean, if you're talking about traditional process where you're going to make a spirit that's meant to be aged, uh, you want it to be kind of dirty. You want it to have a lot of of character going on. That is going to be pretty nasty if it's young but if you give it a couple years, it's going to be great. <laughs> and uh, I'm drinking the beer whiskey from the
3: box. Yeah, right. from the box. <laughs> like, damn. There's a pause there. a that just has, There's a pause.
5: <laughs> it's Jimmy style. That's Jimmy style. <laughs> uh, but, so, it, it's. It, I mean, if, you, if that's your goal, there's no problem with that. So you're using a pretty basic mash. Uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of individual character going on. It really doesn't matter what grain you use. Um, and you, you're going to want a lot of these like volatile acids and, and aldehydes and esters, and they're going to react with the wood over a couple of years, and you get a final finished traditional whiskey. But if you try to do that with beer, um, just the hops alone, you do not really generally want to distill hops. They get really acrid, really bitter, really vegetal and nasty. I mean, it's a rule of thumb. You don't distill with hops. Um, and and unless so like yeah, vacuum, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so so like the base beer, like sort of like a, a scotch whiskey. The base beer is really just like kind of a a, a kind of a quick ferment of like yeah. It's usually malt. pretty low alcohol.
5: Um, it's usually pretty dirty. It's usually open fermented in the case of traditional uh, whiskey. It's and even a different grade of malt. There's distillers malt. Right. There's brewers malt, the highest grade. Distillers malt, and then feed grain. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Pete summed it up for me. <laughs> Boom. So Boom. it's it's a uh, it's you know if, what Pete thinks about beer. <laughs> top of the line. Top of like the line. It. Nothing. Nothing lower. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you're if you're going to use something like beer, which is finished and beautiful, you don't really want to fuck it up. And also, if you think about it. Uh, my, my lone wolf whiskey is probably the most expensive whiskey by, by base, uh, because you're using a sixth of fully finished craft beer to make only seven to 10 bottles of whiskey. Uh, so it's, it, it's sort of doubly so don't fuck it up,
4: (laughs) but Uh, fully worth it. Yeah.
5: yeah. So yeah. So what you're drinking now is actually the distilled version of their dangerous precedent. Um, and uh well, I mean it's People like it's, 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 Caterina, why
3: don't you talk about' it? Cause like the, there's definitely a nose to this whiskey that is not like a typical whiskey, uh
8: yeah, I mean, what's so wonderful about this whiskey is it captures all of the flavors that um that Zach was just describing in the hops, so I immediately uh get bingo, which sure. is wonderful. um i this whole process, and if you go in and watch Dave do it. Um, he at any point in time he can pull, um, you know, a sample and it's pulling a different flavor from from the actual beer, whether it be the malt or um, the different hops along the way. And it's really actually kind of magical. I'm not gonna lie, I've watched him do this for a while, and um, you know, it's I, actually part I, I of the reason. <laughs> he also does it in
7: the nude.
2: <laughs> yes, he That's does it in the nude. Magical.
3: That's why it's called the no. but so you guys have so took like Pete, what do you think of his distilled version of your beer?
7: Oh, that's amazing,
5: and drinking them side by side it's yeah, it it's blows crazy. the mind
2: mm-hmm. I mean you, you could think of it <laughs> almost
5: as just a seven times concentrated version of their beer it's so
6: intense yeah. Yeah. you don't, you do good. not get whiskey that I've, I've never had any sort of whiskey that smells or tastes
5: even remotely like this,
3: yeah, Dave, how did you get started in this?
5: Uh, well, I, I, I build, (laughs) I mean, kind of, yeah, I feel like I've been locked up for a couple of years, but, uh, um, I, I, um, I build distillation equipment, um, and, uh, I specialize in things like efficiency, so I build machines that are very small, very efficient, very effective, uh, but I really wanted to get also into the isolation of flavors, and, um, I, I love beer, I loved beer before I, you know, loved spirits, um, I homebrew, and um, what I realized is. And I've, and I've had some other beer whiskeys, I'm not the first one to make beer whiskey, um, but they're usually treated as traditional whiskeys. You know, they go into a, into a barrel, the good ones go into a barrel for like seven years, the crap ones go into a barrel for like 30 seconds. Um, and it's, it, 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 really, it really bothered me because you take something really beautiful, like a fully finished IPA, and just make it brown. And it's like, well, I'd rather just drink the i p a um so the goal here was to treat this almost like perfume and the the systems that i that I build the vacuum systems are what you would use to make something like perfume uh, so it's a it's a much more delicate process for beer than I would use for uh regular whiskey.
3: Are there any other distilled beers that that you'd recommend or that you you
5: um i drink? i yeah i I used to really like the um uh, the Rogue Dead guy, uh, which they, they they made whiskey out of for a long time, um, it was a very malty, very sweet whiskey, and I liked it. it reminded me kind of like a Highland Scotch. Um, but as as craft whiskey has gone on, you see these younger and younger and younger and younger and younger whiskeys, and they lose a lot of the uh, potential of it. I mean, they were making a traditional process whiskey, with all of the all of the worts. Uh, and if you don't put it in the barrel long enough, it's going to taste like Woody Nonsense. Woody Nonsense. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag. Everybody.
5: I've actually, I've joked about making a, a whiskey called Woody Nonsense. <laughs> oh, you should. So, you yeah, should. I, I think I might. I think I might.
3: I think we, we, could, we could go on with this forever. Definitely go down the, the rabbit's wow. hole. Yeah. We'll talk about it. But going back to what you said, Tony. So, Tony, you guys started a brewery. You know, w- what's a good size brewery for someone to start with? that can actually make the money and grow with?
4: I mean, we like 100. our size, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Although yeah, now that we're doing it, yeah. we should probably be a 500-barrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, you know, we do it kind of like Sierra Nevada is doing it currently. Um, our size, we think, is great. 15-barrel um, brew house, 30-barrel fermenters. We have seven fermenters. 5,000 um, square feet of space. 5,000 square feet of space. I mean, you know, our... Our, you know, back of the envelope math is that we could probably do about 8,000-ish barrels out of that space. Probably having to rent some space to, like, store kegs and do barrel aging and that kind of stuff. Um, It's not a large brewery compared to what a lot of people are doing elsewhere in the United Mm -hmm. States. And especially considering that we're probably, you know, we may be paying the highest rent per square footage out of any brewery and. Maybe the United States, maybe the world.
6: <laughs> it's possible. Um, no, it's possible because so I
4: because I think Brooklyn real estate. If you don't a, a know Brooklyn value. real
6: estate guys, Brooklyn real estate is kind of pricey. Just even,
4: even the next, even the next couple of breweries that are opening in Brooklyn right now have have better deals than we do. Damn. But, um, but we, you know, we we, we chose a, we chose a location that was, you know, um, it was very, you know, specific, and we yeah. paid a little bit more because we're a block away from. A very high traffic subway. Jefferson Stop L. Yeah. yeah 381 Troutman Street. We're open. We were
6: open uh, Tuesday www WW You can Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. walk there like not you know that's a tap room's
4: open block. It's, it's okay to do it. on the air
3: yeah. Tap
4: yes. room's open Tuesday through Sunday for all your drinking pleasure. We have crawlers to go and beer to And be I think we're side.
3: going there after the show. But hey, <laughs> yeah. We got one more short break. And again, what's what's the beer we're drinking right now?
6: Dangerous Precedent
5: And the whiskey too.
3: All right. We're back in a few minutes bow on bow. beer sessions. Right. Owl the Wolf! Let's all come back to Beer Sessions Radio on Heritage Radio Network. This is a wild, lively crowd here. KZBC Kids and Caterina uh, Martinez, soon to be Lineup Brewing, and uh, Dave Lone Wolf, Marcane Distillery. So, uh, Katarina, you brought some beers. You're from Colorado. You, you know a lot of Colorado. About Big yes. shout out, of course. Everyone <laughs> in this room made you know accolades as home brewers. Uh, you took the BJCP class. <laughs> You've been part of Homebrew Alley and Josh. Bernstein's homebrew jamboree. So you know your beer, I mean, There's no question about it. Um, so you, you brought some beers back from Colorado. Pleasure from Colorado. Do people from Colorado know more about beer than anyone else? <laughs> <Sure>. uh,
8: absolutely. <laughs> uh, no. Well, let's see. What's I, you, bring possibly, I uh, you know, I, um, you know, I was born uh, in California, so I have a lot of friends uh, down south in San Diego. Um, and, which I, when they come into town, uh, I brought the head brewer of Ballast Point out here to KCBC to hang out with these guys. Um, I, I, I have some good, you know, good people that I know that are awesome. Um, yeah, knows good people. I, I know. I know a lot of good people so uh, and, then, <laughs> and then and uh, then you know Colorado Name is up. just about beer like all of the time so um, that's how, where I got started um, uh, one of the beers that I brought actually is from upslope brewing and that was what really got me into beer in Boulder <laughs> uh, I went to school there um, did like a marketing project with them and they paid me in a to of their IPA oh, yeah. and, So let, let's uh, pour that and let us everybody talk
5: I I was at I was in Boulder not too long ago and I've had this I was at Upslope. This, okay, yeah, yeah. None for Dave okay. he's had it. Dave, Dave <laughs> doesn't get <laughs> to share all that. Sorry.
8: It's Sorry. it's you know it,
3: it, So what is it it's Upslope what?
8: Um so it's Upslope Brewing uh it's an Imperial India uh Pale Ale an IPA obviously. Um, and they um You know, they started really small, and they started with an IPA. And um, a pale ale, and that's all that they um, actually mm. had on tap. And I would just spend all of my time there. I might have not been of legal age at the point in time that I was she doing this, but this is live radio. <laughs> kind of well, oh, I, I mean, oh. no, I was super twenty-one when I was bye, drinking their beer. <laughs> but um, they, they you know, they definitely helped so me Cam, out. So, as a, as a you
3: know, you're you're about to be a commercial brewer, yep. pro brewer. Um, do you have a question for the KCPC guys <laughs> about a brewing process or any other question? You must have a lot of questions about
8: I mean, how to run
3: a brewery operation. Well,
8: I, I ask them all of the time. And a lot of it, you know, surprisingly enough, it doesn't stem from the actual process. It stems from uh, more of the business side of it yeah. since I'm... I'm running both, right? So I'm brewing the beer and I'm doing the business side of it, and uh, it's a lot of things like that. So like, (laughs) I've I've learned along the way. Each one of these gentlemen are good at something. So like, or or bring something to the table, Um, and so (laughs) dancing. Yeah.
3: So when you open, come on. When you open soon, um, you're gonna have beer. Yes. So is there going to be a tasting room? Or are you going to deliver the beer?
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the... the I guess we haven't addressed that yet, but um, I'm here with Dave and we share a space in industry city distillery.
5: We share a wall.
8: We share a wall. He hears all my music. I hear all of his music. It's wonderful. He hates it. I, I get to wave at him when I walk by. He usually doesn't wave back because he's busy. <laughs> <laughs> but, too um, cool. uh, you know, Dave is a lot of uh, the reason why this brewery started is because he was going to distill beer, you know, and we were like, Hey, let's start beer within here and you can distill the beer and then we'll distribute it as well.
3: So the, it's at Sunset Park, Brooklyn, so you have a space yep. where you're distilling your, what brewing beer, yep. and distilling spirits. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, but the same spot? Are you guys? No, they're, they're two separate, separate. spaces. Yeah. We, yeah.
5: We, we we literally share a wall.
3: As you guys talk about collective. You guys are sharing, and as, and Wortege is there too, right? In
5: right. So I, I should say that I should say that Cat and and uh, and are brewing. Mm-hmm. So so lineup and Wortege are sharing equipment. Uh, Arcane's totally separate, but totally down to party.
8: (laughs) <laughs> oh,
5: yeah, he's, we, he's not so lonely But again,
3: so this yeah. is a collective yeah. type Where you're it is. kind of the same space Yeah, well we didn't want to use the word collective Because there's these <laughs> guys that already yeah, use yeah, that yeah, So man, we man, uh, man. we
8: felt like it was Like weird and janky But no, there's Industry City Distillery that has uh, Vodka and um, You know, a bunch of different uh, Limoncello and things like that um, He has the You know, ver- or the fernet, <laughs> fernet and um, the beer whiskey And this all, and then we have the beer so it feeds into the same tap room that's absolutely beautiful if you guys haven't been there you should go it super overlooks really awesome. yeah beautiful. it's really cool speakeasy looks over statue of liberty um like it's a it's an awesome space i'm, I'm like super excited i fell into it honestly so because we have taps there and my beer will go on tap there yeah. um and then a, in addition i'll be distributing so if i were to ask them a question they are they already uh, yeah. have answered the questions i've asked them have a lot to do with um well, just distribution just as one <laughs> That's <laughs> a question
4: that you asked, hey, we, we, we don't let's, know let's, the let's answer. Cat um, a
8: question.
4: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh. Okay. No, no. Sh- sh- Actually, it, it's face. more what you know. I mean, it, interestingly <laughs> enough, cat, cat, along with Merlin Ward from Wartega, uh, and you know Dave sharing this space in Industry City, um, is kind of doing what we started talking about four or five years ago. You know, and it's so. What what made you decide to start on this scale? You like your one barrel system, right? Yeah. Um. You kind of have balls that we didn't have. <laughs> like, we're we're, we're, we're too afraid true. to do it on that scale. Um. It's a. It's, you know it's 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 not it's not, su- it's, not su- it's it's work your ass off and not super scalable, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what what m- what was your decision to start off like this? Uh.
8: So I. You know I still am working full-time at adobe um, i work smart. in software engineering um and i super it was smart. more <laughs> day, I, day it was super but i <laughs> you don't know, do it it, it started <laughs> as like uh, it was like a cool side uh, thing that's really just taken over yeah. um and i it wasn't ever intended to just be a side thing it was intended to scale but um i work for a lot of startup companies and to start small um is very important. I also own everything that I have. So I don't have any investors yet. Um, That's another startup thing. I wanted to hold the controlling stake. um, And I still do. So that is why I started small. Mm -hmm. And then if I do intend on scaling, which I absolutely do, I'll have to take investment. And and that's uh, exactly what you guys are doing. But instead, I built the brand uh, from the bottom up. And it's different than the way other people are doing it. Uh, But It's actually working out pretty well, I think.
7: (laughs) I totally get it. Proof of concept. Yep. yep. Uh, Not too much outlay of cash in the get-go. Get the brand established. Right. And then go from there. You
3: could still potentially go and win, like, a GABF award or something. You're oh, yeah, I mean,
8: I, I absolutely intend to. I, yeah. It's going to happen. I, I Just I All I do Only is one? Win, Only win, one award.
5: <laughs> Just one award? <laughs>
8: I mean, we'll, we'll see what I <laughs> what I submit next year. So uh, I intend on winning a bunch of awards. There you go. But, there you uh, go. Uh. I
6: book? mean, yeah, you know, it can work any way. You know, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, there's so many specific circumstances, I think, when it comes to actually starting a brewery. It takes, takes giant balls no matter what scale you do it at. But the ability to to, to do it, period, um, I think is awesome, and we're 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 stoked that that you're you're almost there, Ken. Almost there.
8: <laughs> I, you know, we're we're at the SLA, and we're going through TTB right now, so cool. Um, it'll we'll be there for New York City Beer Week. I have a bunch of collaborations coming up. Um, Sweet. One with uh, Great South Bay. We're making a, a chili so chocolate milk line stout. Line up brewing, right? Line
3: up. Line up and brewing. Everyone knows you. You've been out there in a lot of articles already, <laughs> yep. and. You know, your pink boots society, and you know. Yep, yep. So, uh, congratulations. Good luck. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers But we're still going. We're not done yet. So, one more beer. Oh, Um, yeah. Pete, introduce this one, buddy. Come on.
7: Oh, hold on, Tony brewed this beer. So. Uh, Tony, oh, okay. Um, well, this These is. These guys uh, are polite,
3: right, Kat? I mean, for guys like <laughs> no,
4: very there's three no, guys. I very polite. They're, I mean, they're polite. Oh, they share no, the no, brew equipment. You. Sure.
3: They're amazing. Do you guys they're actually amazing. share the brew equipment, or do you fight for it?
4: You know, <laughs> we we just we just all. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know
3: what. The
4: well, you do is have a brew commander. Ever seen Fight Club? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every morning we just fight for it and whoever. But Zach's the brew commander. We oh, all are the. Brew yeah, that's your dorky
3: name, brew commander. What what are you, Pete? Wait a
7: minute, dorky. I'm brew commander as well. I'm also brew commander. So, um, <laughs> I
4: know, um, so right? There three, it is. Three, three, three dorks making beer. Three dorks. Um, Actually,
7: three dorks brewing. Three yeah. dorks brewing. Uh, why
4: is that uh, not taken? What Should we're be? drinking right now is um, <laughs> <fight club. laughs> this is our imperial beer. imperial stout called uh, What We Don't See. Uh, it's an eight and a half percent imperial stout. Black. It is dark and menacing. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty um, pretty easy drinking imperial stout. Um, pete made a really cool you know stout that we've been crushing that's the baby brother this is the the big brother of rainmaker and um you know there's just a roasty has some crystal rye in it it's got nice you know kind of smooth sweetness to it Um, i'll I'll take some more i like this yeah Yeah. smooth um i mean this is a great winter beer you know we we were doing you know dave Dave makes this amazing uh at arcane and um he gave us the idea of doing a little little dab of fernet inside of uh, the rainmaker stout.
5: Yeah, over over is, Christmas that's what we were doing. Yeah, and I can't <laughs> wait to put some
4: fernet in in this imperial stout because I think well, it's going to be Well, luckily go I brought some no, so oh,
5: we can yeah. do that.
3: So <laughs> Dave, do you actually advise the breweries now on what beers they could make that would actually be good uh, whiskeys?
5: Um honestly, I I'm I right? I mean similar to Cat, I feel like I'm I'm sort of a denizen of the breweries. I'm just that guy that's sort of hunkered down at the bar going, this is really good. I should do something with this. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's more like there's so much innovation going on in brewing in New York City very specifically. Um, I mean, one of my favorite beers to ever turn to whiskey was the Finback Massif. Hmm. And you wouldn't originally be like, oh, well, it's a big porter. What are you going to, like, what's it going to taste like? It was a huge, malty, roasty, chocolatey whiskey. Uh, and that really set it off for me where it's like oh don't just focus on one thing go for them all so i definitely i don't i don't necessarily advise it's more like i i find what is awesome and then utilize it okay,
3: so you made a fernet fernet you know blanco whatever it's called it's hip and trendy restaurant <laughs> waiters bartenders chefs go oh, i want fernet i want fernet it's very bitter i mean i'm a fan of you know amaro's and bitters myself but um Why'd you make a Fournette from beer?
5: Um, so, it, I mean, it's um, uh, it doesn't actually contain beer, this one. Um, but I made it because a lot of my friends that are in the beer world drink Fournette. Uh I made it originally as a dare. Some guy <laughs> basically bet me that I couldn't make Fournette, so bet me a beer, and I like beer, so I made <laughs> Um But I, then I realized that I don't actually like fernet Branca. So I asked all my friends that drink beer, uh, Robert Sherrill, if you're... If you're listening, thank Shout you. Out to Robert Charles, Colby, 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 Colby. But um, it was through input from the Fernet drinkers of New York City, uh, of which there are many, that I came with this recipe. And um, beer drinkers don't seem to hate it. I have to say, we drink the shit out of
4: it. <laughs> and, you, and you have the, and you have cool cool distillers like um, like Dave and Jesse Ferguson over at Interboro Spirits and. Um, Ale or beer, ales, and spirits. Ales and spirits. Ales and spirits. Um, you know that are it, it, it's cool that there's you know a lot of distillers that are coming from the beer side of things, and the, these worlds are crossing and and um collaborating and you know and we're getting these cool new things you know let's do a
3: a new york city beer quiz i put it on social media but (coughs) a couple questions so we asked earlier what was who are the original members of the king's county breweries collective Mm -hmm. we talked about that so now just brewers in new york city because there's so many i'm going to say a brewery and you guys say who is actually the brewer at these breweries oh yeah (laughs) okay ready other half
4: uh Sammon. Sam, I mean, Sam no, Richardson, well, but it's Pete not the Pete, Pete, Pete Salmon. Yeah. It's, it's kind Hi of Peter,
8: comped. I love you. <laughs> Which uh,
4: HP, what's, what's up?
3: Interborough, <laughs> you uh, <laughs> just said it was Finback. Uh Basil. Kevin, Kevin,
4: Kevin,
5: Kevin Stefford. Kevin's
8: definitely Both. Kevin Stafford. You guys are
5: getting Basil on Lee. The edge what's of their up? Seat. Mike and Steph.
3: Little Basil <laughs> Yeah, this is Kev.
4: Yeah, what's up, my brother? Uh Bronx brewing.
6: Damon?
8: They I have know. so many. I, Star- I even, like, dated one. He's the worst. But oh. he's not there anymore. He
3: left. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the next show who you dated. That was uh, wow. a... Well, I why was
8: going to say his name, up. but that's why... I know. That is why it's <laughs> called Lineup.
4: All right. <laughs> but All right. I, uh, let's let's move on. There. What's the next <laughs> brew? <brook? laughs> you guys that's pick.
3: Cool. Call him out. Six point.
4: No,
3: oh, here. Kier's, Kier's cool, right? Kier's yeah. Cool. yeah, that's Kier's awesome. great. That's that
5: Rockaway. Oh, Kier. Actually, we made a whiskey with them too. It's Ethan Ray, Robbie. Yeah, Greenpoint beer.
8: Yeah,
6: Greenpoint is Eric. Eric. Yeah. God help. Yeah. Chris Prout. Chris Prout. Aww.
4: Kelly Taylor.
5: Uh,
3: yeah. What's, up? What's up, Kelly Taylor? Yeah, KT. And sometimes
5: Chris me. Sometimes and sometimes,
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's good. We got a good start. Good. That's what I wanted to ask you. More beer quizzes next time coming up. So any last things? Thank you. And last, quick run right up. We're pushing ahead to New York City Beer Week.
6: New York City Beer Week is <laughs> going to be awesome. Uh, honestly, check out the opening bash. It's going to be really, really killer. It's going to be a ton of breweries there. Um, there's, there's all kinds of things going on that whole week. Check out the New York City Brewers Guild website. It's, it's awesome. It's, seriously, support New York City beer. We're all going to be all over the place supporting our, our bars and restaurants. Drink beer.
3: And last yeah. thing, tap rooms, importance of tap rooms. KCBC, uh, I was at your tap room before Christmas. You know, what's it, the, you're talking about beer character, but what's the character of your tap room
4: that works? I mean, it creates the culture of our brand. I would say. I mean, it was from day one we talked about. You know, this is the other thing I hear Pete in the back of my head going. I want to feel like Brewery Lane, like this this <laughs> sense of community and place, and, right in your head, Tony. and, and you know, um, you know this 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 oh. place where people can go and just feel casual and welcome and warm. And it's like I think it's you know really what we're striving for is this neighborhood drinking spot that doesn't feel, you know, too pretentious, too divey and just like a cool place to And hang it's out
3: worth about. the rent cuz it's right off the Jefferson stop on the
4: L So train, close. So. And so it's easy. That's and my it's new hang, guys. No. We're going no. 381.
7: there. 381
6: Troutman. Troutman. <laughs> clean, so, crisp. One more time just
3: a wrap around everybody say your name and affiliation and we'll close this out.
5: Zach Kinney, KCBC.
8: Katerina Martinez, Lineup Brewing.
5: David Careco, Arcane Distillery. Wolf Lone Wolf. Pete Langell. KCBC. Tony Bellis representing KCBC to the fullest.
3: <laughs> I'd like to thank our sponsors well, well, at well. Union Beer Distributors for helping to bring this podcast tonight. Big shout-out. Beer Week's coming up. The uh, dean of all the events is New York City Brewer's Choice. I know you guys will be there. It's March 1st, a special downtown Brooklyn location. Mm-hmm. It's still the gem of them all. It's, it's That's a small the one event, to go to. It's a small event, 40 brewers and, and great chefs. But, again, uh, check it out, New York City Brewer's Choice. Dot com And it supports Heritage Radio Network and Beer Sessions Radio. So thanks, y'all. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to producer Justin Kennedy and our engineer Justin, David Tatishure. Thanks for listening. and See you next time on
4: Beer, Beer Sessions, Sessions Radio. Radio. Woo!